How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Let Us Talk podcast, the show where we talk about all of the news in the video game world for the past week. But we're going to be doing something a little bit different since we haven't been around for so long. It's been almost a year since we've been on the air. We are going to be reintroducing ourselves back in action, coming to E3, doing a full preview, as well as some wicked, wicked predictions going into this awesome yearly conference. Uh, I'm joined here, well, first of all, I'm Nate. I am your always and everything host when it comes to everything defensive lettuce. Uh, and I am joined by Zach, AKA Sleepy Nade. Hello. How's it going, Zach? As well as Jarrett, AKA Gerudo. How's it going? <laughs> um so uh, a little bit about you guys um what let just to give a quick introduction uh let's go with what's your favorite your favorite genre of video game uh what are you playing the most right now and what are you most excited for going into e3 uh, i'll start um so i play mostly shooters and rpgs uh currently I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2, um, surrounding the new expansion launching soon, and the DLC that came out, I want to say, about a month ago, so I've been progressing through that slowly. Um, leading into E3, I don't know really what I'm excited for. I am kind of interested in seeing where they're going to go with Spider-Man, because Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 was one of my favorite things to play when I was younger, so I'd like to see something of that web-swinging and fun experience reincarnated in a new game. Totally fair enough. I mean, my one of my I mean, I've been bitten so many times uh in a in a very negative way by by a lot of Spider-Man games growing up, but at the same time I'm quite a bit older than you. Um my favorite Spider-Man was like a beat 'em up style side-scrolling spider-man game uh that was very similar to like the ninja turtles turtles in time and like the the power rangers games just like it was a it was a classic side-scrolling beat-em-up style game with a lot of enemies that had very similar names all the time coming in from the left and the right <laughs> Um, Jarrett, Jarrett, what about you? Uh, I basically play only shooters with a little bit of, like, RTS sprinkled on top. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty R much. RTS, real-time strategy, uh, what, what specific games are you, uh, going, f are you talking about? For the shooter or RTS? RTS. Uh, Company of Heroes 2. Sorry? Company of Heroes 2. Wow, I don't know anything about that. Um, it's World War II RTS where you kill Nazis. I mean, who doesn't love killing Nazis? Probably a German, but that's beside the point. Well, I mean, to be fair, most of the Germans are extremely ashamed of what happened during World War II. That's why it's illegal to deny history there. <laughs> Um, and what are you most excited about going into E3? Um, 
I really have no idea. No? Probably, uh, that's what Goopsy Soft announces for Rainbow Six, because that game's pretty good. Yeah, Operation Pizza Time. Yep. Going into Parabellum. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really excited for, um, what, what are their names again? Uh, guy alibi. with a turret and alibi and um and maestro right alibi and maestro pizza and pasta person <laughs> pizza and pasta the two new operators from rainbow six siege um so <laughs> going into um so so everybody welcome to the lettuce talk podcast um Going into E3, um, last year, I had the pleasure of being able to experience E3 with both Zach and Jared, as well as everybody from their crew. We watched a bunch of the conferences together, commented on them live on Discord, or live through Discord on Twitch, and uh, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, they all had... All of the, they had this big prediction bracket where they assigned points to specific things, and I just really wanted to be a part of it. So this year, I am actually a part of it, and I am so excited going into this. I feel like I might win it. I'm very confident about my predictions. Some of them a little bit risky, a few of them very risky, namely... Um, Watch Dogs 3, but there's a section for that, and I'm very confident about that. But anyway, uh, Zach, give me a little bit of a history about what, uh, how, how your, your E3 prediction bracket came to be, and uh, was last year the first year you guys did it? Yeah, we started it last year, and uh, we... We didn't even start doing every conference with it. We started with the select few. I believe it was Sony, Bethesda, and Microsoft, and then there was a like, or there's a third party, and then there's Sony and Microsoft because we didn't really anticipate what was going on. I think we also had one for Nintendo, uh, but that's always a mixed bag as usual because you don't really know what Nintendo's going to throw at you. Right. And um, so Bethesda was under third party for you guys? Uh, yes, I believe so. I see. Okay, so it's just like, the, ma- like the, the console makers and then the major publishers, Ubisoft, EA, and uh, Activision? Yeah. Activision doesn't even do a conference, though. Activision does not. They normally... They have BlizzCon. They, I think they normally just toss stuff in with um they toss stuff in with ps4 right plus like activision blizzard has blizzcon where they do a lot of their announcements and stuff yeah um so so in terms of point scores and uh how how i'm going to win um and how everything is going to add add up uh we're going to make these rules and the brackets publicly available for you guys to be able to look at and also make your own predictions in the defensive lettuce discord server uh link somewhere on the page that you are associated with in the description or somewhere 
Uh, if you're on YouTube, it'll be in the description. If you're on Apple Podcasts, it'll be in the description. All that stuff. Um, so how does how does the point system work, Zach? So for each prediction you make, um, there is seven categories, and you get three predictions in each. Um, for each correct prediction, you get one point. However, you can wager your bet with another with another point if you be more specific for example the something like elder scrolls 6 will be announced if that was true you'd get one point but if you said elder six uh elder scrolls 6 will be announced with the release date window of november 2018 if that statement remains true you get two points so the However, additional specificity uh gives you the opportunity to get more points yeah gotcha and with that like it's it brings in scenarios like well if you get part of it right but part of it wrong uh, you you miss out on the points and that's the whole wager thing you have to wager being more specific and you can you have to be fully right to get the points and then so it's like a double or nothing sort of like double down on your prediction but there's the additional risk that you might get zero points if correct. you if if some aspect of your prediction is incorrect. Yeah. Go so on. I think that adds to the depth of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, everyone has one free insane prediction that you can put in anywhere in the bracket. It has to be ridiculous, like. Um, I don't know, Sony unveiling the new PlayStation 5 or something something absurd that is definitely seen as a curveball, and that is rewarded with three points if it's correct. Yeah, I think my favorite example for the, uh, the quote-unquote insane prediction was Nintendo finally announces the Pornhub app for the Switch. That, yeah, that, that was... Oh, that uh, got uh, tossed in as a... Uh, <laughs> example of something to remind people what insane truly means in yeah this scenario. like something that is extremely unlikely to happen uh especially officially from nintendo but i think it would be pretty pretty great uh a pretty great prediction if it were to happen that would be hilarious if somebody were to get that correct I'd be pretty blown away. Especially announced at E3. Um, <laughs> that would turn a lot of heads. I mean, hey, all press is good press. <laughs> I mean, not not the way Nintendo's seen it, uh, seemingly over the past uh, over the past years since the advent of uh, YouTube Let's Plays. Yeah. Uh, so what's the maximum score we can get uh, this year? The perfect score is 45. Okay, so all we have to do is... So all I need to do for to get 45 or to just beat everybody out. Okay, so th- for my plan this year, I am going for uh, just beating everybody. And then next year, I'm going for a perfect score. Uh, I mean, perfect, perfect score is doubling down on 21 predictions mm-hmm. and then landing the insane predictions. So I, I wish you good luck with that. <laughs> well, 
well, next year's next year, this year's this year. I just want to win. Um, just because Nate will hack into the E3 and get all the information and not <laughs> tell anyone and just put it on. No. It's 100% legitimate and would count. That would be like super insider trading, and that wouldn't be very fair. It wouldn't even be fun for me. Um, no, I just love, I, I love guessing and I love, like, this is super fun. Uh, so what is the ultimate prize that we are playing for this year? It's a prize pool, grand prize pool of $25 in Steam money. Okay, so the, so of the six people involved in our bracket, uh, one will win and the other five put $5 into that person's Steam wallet. Correct. Cool. Into it. Um, so, uh, anything else before we go into the, uh, the, the overall schedule and then our predictions? Uh, I think that's about it. I think we, I think we cleared that all up. Awesome. Okay. Um, oh wait. Yeah. Um, we, we did schedule a lockout as well. So oh, right. a week, a week before E3, you are no longer allowed to make predictions. You are allowed to double down or cancel a double down because we wanted to keep the basis of all the predictions the same a week before, uh, protecting against leaks. For example, uh, Hitman two leaked earlier this week and, uh, telltale, uh, another season of the walking dead game that leaked as well. So kind of wanted to prevent people from changing picks based off of information that they heard that everyone else didn't have access to fair enough um but also like i assume it also protects against stuff like um the early announcements like playstation is doing a lot of their announcements throughout this week leading in to e3 uh starting today yeah um in that scenario based like on a case-by-case -case basis we were gonna over or take a look at what exactly they said and since the lockouts happened it can be classified as an e3 thing i think right within the event of the um hitman scenario where that leaked um there are two predictions relating to hitman it's just undecided on because it's a leak and it's not for sure or we don't know specifics we know of it so certain things like that we protected against um by having that lockout in place fair enough and i like that you know at, at least it's like within the the lockout time uh people can double down uh, or remove their double down, but they have to maintain their original prediction. Um, so the first conference is going to be EA's, then Microsoft. And um, so EA is the only one on Saturday, correct? Yeah, EA is happening uh, at EA Play rather than within the time of uh, E3. They decide to do theirs outside of the hours. Right. Because uh, EA likes to do their own thing, fly by the seat of their own pants, and all that stuff. Um, then on Sunday, um, Microsoft, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, and followed by Bethesda in the evening, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, 
so for this weekend, uh, just to let everybody listening know, I did get called into work for Saturday and Sunday. So Zach mm -hmm. is going to be leading these streams going into the beginning moments of E3. So these first three conferences, possibly two, depending on what time I finish work on Sunday, uh, Electronic Arts and Microsoft are going to be led by Zach. Uh, and then hopefully I will be, be I will be back for Bethesda and Square Enix, Ubisoft, Sony, and Nintendo. Uh, Square Enix, Ubisoft, Nintendo, or sorry, Square Enix, Ubisoft, Sony, Monday, June 11th. Uh, Square Enix is going to be at one o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Ubisoft is going to be at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And Sony is going to be at nine. Uh, super excited for those three. It's going to be an action-packed day. I'm super excited for all three of those. Um, and I'm really happy that I'm not going to be working those days because those are my three favorite conferences to attend. Um, and then the, the Lone Wolf Tuesday uh, is going to be Nintendo at noon. Nintendo always going against the grain. They always want their own whole day. Uh, but we love them for it. They're always going against the grain. And they're probably one of the most experimental of all of the conferences. So it should be really exciting. I think last year's conference was only half an hour, right? Um, yeah, I think they did a pre-recorded direct, uh, which I believe is the same case for this scenario. Uh, this year they're going to do the same thing, except I don't, I don't know about the length. No, I, I think I remember there being like a full conference uh, because some people from Ubisoft showed up to show off uh, Mario v. Rabbits, right? That was part of Ubisoft, because uh, then Ubisoft... Was that part of Ubisoft? Or... Yeah, that was Miyamoto that was part of Ubisoft. Right, 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 right. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Not featured on our schedule, however, um, Devolver, I believe, is after uh, Bethesda Sunday at 11. Jeez. It's just not on our So it's going to be chart. later. It's a pre-recorded. Uh, I think it's on. Think that one's only gonna be a half an hour thing where they just they they do whatever they want. Honestly, fair enough. And people, I think there's there's I think there's one more that isn't a uh, PC gamer show. I believe is after Ubisoft. I think six thirty mm -hmm. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that one is also not on our list of uh, predictions, but I. I would imagine we're covering that as well. Yeah, I mean, why not? Sorry, which day was it again? That would be Monday in between Sony and Ubisoft, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sure we can do that. Because we spend the most of our, most of our time playing on PC, so <laughs> why the hell not? Um, so, I mean, why not just go right into our predictions, starting off with the first conference, EA 2%, uh, sorry, 2%, 2 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, June 9th. Um, I got the first pick in this one uh, with Titanfall 3. I figured it was kind of a risky one, especially considering... Uh, it's Respawn that makes Titanfall, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and 
Respawn is sort of in EA's bad books. Um, I don't expect them. I, I, I mean, I, I figured it was kind of a risky one, but I'd like to see a third try at Titanfall. Titanfall 2 is a fantastic game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we ended up buying it at the same time and playing it a bunch together, and then I ended up having to work a bunch. But I ended up going back to it a couple times. Um, and the, the console audience for Titanfall, I found, was a lot more hardcore than the PC audience, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that was the case with that. Um probably something to do with the fact that more people like it was was it out yeah okay no it was out on uh pc the first time around i i feel like pc players just have too much flexibility in what they can play and the shooters they have available to them like there's just so many options on pc that the pc crowd just generally tends to be less forgiving than the console crowd yeah um i think that plays into why the pc player base was definitely a lot lower I mean that's um, fair. Uh, I just found it. It was everything that it needed to be, and slightly more. They listened to their audience, added a single-player campaign, made it really interesting and engaging, and as as well as making the gameplay just very high skill cap. Uh, I mean, not, but in a in a distinctly different way from something like Siege. Um, my second prediction was the the naming of the VR first person shooter or the VR shooter from Respawn, because uh, everybody knows that EA has Respawn working on a VR shooter it just hasn't been named yet it's a mystery project that they're they're kind of working on and i expect them to probably name it especially since i think right now vr is getting more popular than it's ever been and ea is going to want to capitalize on that by drawing people by attempting to draw people more toward PC-based VR and more away from something like PlayStation VR? I, I think it has potential. It, it could get named. Um, I'm also kind of intrigued that nobody made a prediction off of Respawn's um, Star Wars game that they're developing. Um, I think but... I was thinking about that, but because there's so much up in the air with regards to the restructuring of that project it within the last year and there's so much conflicting news regarding that title i don't think they're even going to mention it this year i feel like yeah it's definitely a risky risky thing for them to comment on especially surrounding all of the heat that ea took for what they did to star wars battlefront 2 mm -hmm. and how they how they shaped that experience for the player and how it wasn't very consumer friendly at all. Right. Um, and EA is so like hard, hardcore on this whole 
the death of the single player game thing. Uh, even though that's what everybody wants from this respawn game. Yeah. I I don't know. I I feel like it's definitely something that like they want to tread lightly on the topic of um like where they're what direction they're taking their games in and how how the systems are going to be set up to reward the player without creating another Star Wars Battlefront scenario where they get literally everyone mad at them. I mean, that could have easily been avoided without uh, if they had just thought more about the fans and the consumer experience and what the consumer wants versus how much money they can line their pockets with, in my opinion. Yeah, um, like scenarios like that could easily be prevented, but I think we just sort of got into this point in the industry where microtransactions kept easing further and further until they hit that point where everyone there was that massive backlash towards EA because they, they I think they overstepped their bounds on what was considered okay. Well, I in mean, terms of- nobody really likes microtransactions very much for the most part. Uh, especially pay-to-win models, and this was dabbling in a very, very somewhat Venn diagram-ish gray area where it had pay-to-win aspects to it and then also just, like, pay for convenience, which is that somewhat gray area that things like um, Warframe operate within. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's obviously there's always going to be that negative attitude attitude towards microtransactions, and I understand that. Like, it's just a business model that most people don't enjoy, depending on how it's uh, put into the game and right. how they structure it. I feel like the way that EA did it with Battlefront Two is they were way too aggressive with things, and. Um, like how they structured it was very invasive in the the sandbox environment how you couldn't acquire certain things because you had to get um you had to like pay essentially for it to pay to progress and pay yeah. to win because you look at early scenarios where people had Darth Vader and they had like the all the art good RNG star cards unlocked yeah. and all the cards unlocked for the max rank, which they had acquired through the loot box. And it just utterly stomped things. Like it was paying for power and yeah. you couldn't get that without paying. And that was, that was wrong of them to implement it that way. Yeah. Uh, additionally, another thing that I remember rubbing the wrong, rubbing people the wrong way was that regardless of how you performed in a match, you were rewarded the same as the people like if you did the best you were the you were rewarded in the an identical way to the people who performed the worst so there was almost no incentive to perform just merely to win yeah i i, I think it's time to move on to the next topic yeah uh, I feel like yeah totally this isn't um, the uh, yeah we're not even talking about that yet for- um so my third prediction, my third and final prediction was uh, just a need for speed 
announcement uh, that is way longer than it needs to be, and nobody really gives a shit. Um, of course, yes, I do need to define this a little bit better. Uh, I just remember last year's EA conference, they brought out a bunch of cars, they showed off a bunch of car stuff, and it was just incredibly boring. I remember not being super interested in anything that they were saying. I remember reading a lot of the comments saying, move on to the next thing. Why are you talking about this for so long? Nobody cares. And that is just kind of what I'm getting at. Um, I think, did Xbox do something similar last year? Xbox, um, well, they had their Xbox One X or Scorpio to reveal. Right, so, so they, they focused wanted, on that a lot. They wanted to push that really hard because Forza is something that looks incredible, in in my opinion. I think it looks really good, so I think it was a good choice of them to choose that to talk about. Oh, right. Uh, just to yeah, show totally off the remember. system performance. And they also did their yearly thing where they unveil a car with the... Uh, with the announcement of a new Forza game, there's a new car associated with it. Yes. So that definitely took a decent bit of their presentation, but... And then there was that funny thing where I think they revealed, or somebody... I, I Did it come up before or after E3 that the in order to get the 4K version on the Xbox One X, you had to download a 100 gig file i feel like that came out like during the during the show was or it? maybe no i don't think they displayed that information during the show i think it was probably i want to say an ign interview yeah uh just trying to get a grip on how the how they wanted to structure that and what it was going to take for you like what did you have to get to get that 4k version mm -hmm. so fair enough um but yeah moving on Jarrett was next in the predictions for the ea conference Jarrett, want to walk us through uh your three predictions uh sure so my first prediction was the anthem beta it's a release date I don't even know if they confirm that there will be a beta, but I know we have the re release date. And I'm just like, hey, why not? They'll probably do a beta, get people in on the game that may not have gotten it without it. So, so you think there will be a beta release date, but not an actual release date for the game? There's already a release date. Oh, there no, is? They, they, no, they delayed it. Um, they pushed Did? it back. They pushed it back to 2019, and they gave us a window. They didn't say a date. So Yeah, it changed. When I originally made the prediction, they had the release date, and I still feel beta is a good pick, even though they did move it back, just so that people who wanted the game have something, and people get to see what the game is like before. I think it would be a smart move for them to release some kind of beta, as long as it's a polished beta. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, launch for Destiny like One Destiny two style, yeah. kind of like. Because the Even thing that I feel like hmm? Destiny Two did not have a good beta. They had a demo, right? And yeah. same with Destiny One, they had a demo. Yes. So, 
do, do you see it more as a beta or do you see it as a demo of their product? Well, I think I it's more specific to what they call it. I mean, like, no company is going to come out and say there's a demo if, like, they want to disguise it as a beta when, like, I feel like companies don't really have an idea of what that term means Yeah. when it comes to, uh, when it comes to being a beta or a finished product. Like, if you think about, like, how far back away is that from the release? Like, when are they, when are they giving that to the consumer to test out? And when are they opening it to the public? Like totally. if it comes, if the beta um, comes within a month of the release, I wouldn't argue it's even a beta more or less. The most you could call it for testing is a stress test of the servers. And outside of that, I don't see it as being something that's. It's unlikely for them to be able to make any meaningful changes to the game. Yeah. Without pushing back the release date. Right. And they're very unlikely to do that either. Um, I think, yeah, but at the same time, even if they call it a beta or a, I guess, playable hype trailer, which is really what it is, um, <laughs> that's what sold me on Destiny 1. I thought it was, it, it felt very polished, but then after that, after playing that quote-unquote beta, um, and actually buying and playing the full game, I, I realized that they had just polished that very polished hype release or playable hype trailer and everything else was a crapshoot. <laughs> well, see with that, like I see that as like they just gave us way too much. Like I think for the beta, they gave us the entirety of the first portion of the game like they gave us all of earth to play through no they just they gave, gave us, us the first strike. mission no they didn't the the um unless you're talking about destiny 2 but no, you, destiny i know you one. didn't you just... destiny 1 was all of earth they gave you literally everything and then on sunday the sunday of the beta the day before it ended they gave us like a three-hour window to go on to the moon and just explore Really? Like they gave you so much content and it was all And then there was like still no content. Or by comparison, very little. Well more. everyone everyone thought that like you're seeing all of this in the beta, so it's like, oh well this if game I'm getting all huge. of this now and like yeah, if they've got like, if hey. they've got the balls to show this off all of this off to us now, what's in store when we get the actual game? And then people discovered that they actually just gave us a fifth of the game in beta. Right, like, similar to like when you go and watch a movie trailer on YouTube and then you go see the film and all of the funny parts of that movie were actually all just condensed into the trailer and there was nothing else. I feel like that's a similar scenario when movie trailers give you too much to chew and they give you like the entire synopsis of the movie yeah. and it's like if you feel like you don't even need to see it anymore, like yeah. you that's just you you know where the direction trailers. is. Yeah, that's why I actively avoid trailers. Movie trailers. Spoiling you. Yeah. The movie. Uh, Jarrett, prediction number two. Prediction number two, I went with Star Wars Battlefront Two DLC talked about in more detail because I know there's more DLC coming up for that game in. And is the release date for that as well? Pardon. Is there a release date for that? 
No, they already released a roadmap. I said like they'll go over probably like the next chunk in more detail. Mm -hmm. Just because that way it might soothe over people who are angry about the loot box massacre. The big loot box massacre. I know um, like one of my favorite uh, predictors in our bracket is brendan some of his predictions are absolutely hilarious um just like his first prediction is star wars battlefront loot box drama will be addressed in some matter mm -hmm. i think that would be a really bad call for them to do <laughs> it would just it derail the entire conference <laughs> well considering how they tried to address it in some way on reddit and it became the most downvoted thing in the history of all of reddit um i i feel like they're just going to try to sidestep and ignore star wars battlefront 2 entirely yeah that would probably be a good idea i can definitely see them being like hey we like apologizing being like we did salute box stuff we messed up so in future games we will strive not to do this but it's EA, so I doubt that. I have my doubts as well. Um, I mean, they're taking strides towards that. In if you look at Battlefield Five and the whole, there's no loot boxes, there's no annual season pass. They're just gonna keep everyone at the same level, and uh, everyone has the same content. And I wonder how well that's gonna pay off for. Um, how they want to set up that game. I feel like it'll definitely benefit the multiplayer population because everyone you're not segregating the matchmaking communities. Everyone's in the same player pool because you can play on every map. Like Everyone's got the same content. But, uh, I feel it's not quite about loot boxes. It's more like games being a service. That kind of idea where it's like... <laughs> games hey. as a service, yeah. And it's like, hey, it's a service that so you, it's a one-time purchase, and then we'll have microtransactions. They're not needed for gameplay at all. They're just there for cosmetic. Like, See, this is a cool skin that gives me no advantage whatsoever. That just helps support development to bring you more content. Well, I mean, and I feel like that's the only type of microtransaction that gamers are ca comfortable with, the yeah. strictly cosmetic ones. Um, like nobody likes a pay to win model except for really old dudes, um, who have tons of money and just love bullying children. Um, I'm speaking just based on a conversation that I had with this guy in his mid seventies, uh, in, in a mall last summer. And he was like, oh yeah, I absolutely love just stomping children in world of warships. Um, and I was like, wow, you're just a terrible person. <laughs> but, like, microtransactions exist for people like that. Um, the the power users, the people who just love uh, whipping their wallet around. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because that's not why we play games. We play games because we like our merit and our skill to demonstrate our ability and for everybody to be on an equal playing field and have our talents and our skill and how much we've worked for for what we have to shine through despite our whatever circumstances that we were born into 
or whatever we have in real life, at the very least in this game realm, we are in an equal playing field with literally every single but every single other person. Um but yeah, that got a little too deep and serious. So let's move on to Zach's prediction. Oh no, your last prediction. I uh, have one more. Yeah, you have one more, Jarrett. Uh hit me with your last one. Madden nineteen talks about new real player motion technology. Is that something see, I haven't read much about this. Is there something that you know that I don't about uh what they're developing? Explain. I was like looking around on YouTube, I'm like, what will EA bring to E3? Because I'm all out of ideas. And I'm looking around, and all of a sudden I'm like looking through other people's, and I see FIFA, I'm like, and I see NBA, and I see NHL, and I see no Madden, and I'm like, hey, sports game EA, E3 is probably going to have it somewhere. And I looked, I'm like, I can't just put down Madden 19, because that's just. It's a given. Yeah. So I was on like IGN, I think, and looking through an article, and it said the new real player motion tech, and like, and now it's like it hit me. I'm like, hey, that 19 real player motion tech, like, it's new, so they're definitely gonna have it there and feature it heavily with my Madden 19. So you think they're gonna introduce some kind of like wearable tech? that is going to do some kind of motion capture for it's, in-game it's not play. wearable tech. It's in-game animations that are it, supposed it's just, to be uh, more real. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're I going... I feel like it's almost like a buzzword that they use for their sport games. Right, Like right. So just more accurate motion capture uh in in their in their game which is also again something that nobody gives a shit about but they're going to lean into it super hard yeah so your prediction is that they're going to lean into this ridiculous buzzword real hard Mm -hmm. all right i love it yeah i love it that's great um before we go to you zach because there's three other people before you in the bracket uh, I just want to highlight some of the funniest <laughs> predictions. Um, my, f- one, I think my favorite is uh, Brendan's second prediction, which is NHL 19 will have a battle royale mode. <laughs> I mean, maybe sometimes you just want to bench brawl. Like maybe you just want to fight that team actually, after team. If they did that, like bench brawl battle royale. Oh my god. That would be hilarious. And I like, if it was cheap enough, I would buy it just to play fucking a bench brawl battle royale. That would be. Oh my god. And then another one that Brendan made was uh, NBA will have Michael Jordan as the main character in story mode, which I find to be extremely unlikely. <laughs> um, uh,. And then Battlefield Five Battle Royale mode. I mean, I I think it's feasible. I think it's possible. I think it's doubtful. Yeah, like, I I feel like I stand that way on that too. Like I just don't see that being something that they want to do. Uh, seeing as they want to push their story mode, like war stories, and they want to push 
uh, operations as these big multiplayer things. I don't think it's in their best interest to challenge and just hop, excuse hop me, hop on this. that bandwagon that Black just... Ops 4 and um, and Fortnite like kind of did in their own way. Uh, right. I mean, even though Fortnite kind of leads the train at this point, and it's not really, they're not on the bandwagon, they're the new conductor. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I you think... said Battlefield Five is going to have a campaign, right? Uh, they're doing the war story format that they brought to the table with Battlefield One, I believe. Okay, uh, so yeah, I feel okay. So they're just trying to be like, hey, Call of Duty people who are who mad are, that, like, are mad that we didn't play our game because we don't care about a battle royale mode. We'll give you a bit of story, and it's a multiplayer shooter. Right. That you enjoy. I mean, I think it's a distinct possibility. Um, I mean, we know that Black Ops isn't going to have a story mode. Instead, it's going to be introducing the Battle Royale mode. I don't see... I don't know. I, I think... I think if they were to introduce a battle royale mode, it wouldn't be DICE's decision. It would have been something that EA told them to do because everybody the, likes for it. For the investors. Right. And they have the technology to do it. They they have the experience to do it. It's not as if it's a tall order for DICE to do, given that like they're used to making very large-scale, massive map, wide-open battles available to their customer base. I definitely feel if they were to make a battle royale mode, I feel they could make a really good one too. Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. They've got the server technology for it. They understand how what they need to do to get it to work. Right. Um, I think it, they have more experience like than uh, than Black Ops does. Oh, Black Ops is... I don't, I don't even know how they're going to pull it off, honestly. I know that... Uh, like, because normally their highest player game mode is 18 people. Like, right. And they don't they don't normally push for uh, dedicated servers on PC that I know of. I think on consoles, since I I want to say Infinity War, they were running uh, dedicated instead of peer to peer. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was Black Ops Three. Dedicated on console PC, pc doesn't have dedicated i know that for sure i think console has it or has had it since black ops 3 but i can't see that being a viable option like if they were to if pc doesn't have dedicated servers the battle royale is going to be atrocious like that is going to hardly function right there's no way that most of the player base has the internet to keep up with peer-to-peer -to, -peer to, would... to 199 other clients yeah that's just too much You'd win the battle royale by the other people crashing their internet and disconnecting <laughs> than you actually like the, killing them. It'd be worse than the PUBG scenario where the server tick rate is like like early game tick rate. We used to be like six, where it like hardly functioned until half the game died off. Yeah. Well, I mean, but speaking of Battlefield 5 um, this is a good segue into your second prediction Zach let's just skip to that one and then we'll go back to the first I 
I think that Battlefield 5 multiplayer is going to showcase with a heavy for heavy focus on their fortifications thing where you're able to build on the remains of the battlefield when buildings get knocked over and and stuff to kind of revitalize the combat space. I want to I want to hear more about that and to top that off, I also doubled down with a Twitch chat is going to spam Minecraft slash Fortnite like in in that way, and oh I'm not God. allowed to I'm not allowed to instigate that. Um, <laughs> it has to be like a, a mass amount of like people screaming Fortnite in the chat. So I'm relying on the meme economy to carry <laughs> me to two points. I love I, it. It's so good. Relying like on the meme economy. Risk, high risk scenario that uh, Twitch Twitch chat rewards me with that experience of getting uh two two points off of that i don't i don't know that'll be exciting what is the battlefield five fortifications how do they work have they gone like we don't know that's the thing that's why i was just like they informed us that there's going to be a new system that allows you to build on the remains of combat and the support class is going to heed the charge on that like everyone every class will be able to do it but the support class can do it better Mm. i think that presents a new window for the support class to shine other than the i need ammo crew because that's the role they fill right now i I think that's definitely a pretty cool game mechanic that like i feel is very interesting in like yeah, but I feel like it's wildly unrealistic. Nobody's going to fucking just start doing, like, building mortar and uh, laying bricks in the middle of a battlefield. That's absurd. I, again, you have, we don't you have bullets extent. zipping past your head, and all of a sudden, like, like, dude just pulls out his, his cement mixer, and he's just, like, <laughs> grinding away at the sand. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my saying, god, like, but if there's a Bob the Builder skin for the support class, then I'm on board. That's I, the only redeemable way for this I'd to happen. That. <laughs> I'd buy it. You hear me, EA? I will fund the loot boxes if that is a reward. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's hit me with your first prediction. Um, I'm thinking they're going to bring up FIFA 19 an announcement of like a release date and all that and then i want to double down and say that they are going to reintroduce the journey campaign again from uh fifa 16 and or 17 and 18 they they had a campaign mode and i want to see them do it again and if they do i get two points for that because there's no guarantee about them tossing in another campaign for that but nice uh. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a pretty I think it's a pretty good double down. Um, I think it's a pretty risky double down. Um, but we'll see. I I didn't make very good use of the double down. I don't think I made. I mean, use hey, of it you, at you've all. got you've got this week to decide on what you want to do with that. That's true. But. Uh, Honestly, I feel like at this point I I already was thinking about the double downs and what where I was going to go with them. Yeah. Um I feel like it's unwise for me to do any more because like with that added risk, like you could just throw away predictions that you would have had because right. you wanted to go after two points instead. Can't let greed take over. 
Fair enough. Um, all right. Explain your third prediction to me. Uh, at least two EA originals announced. So EA had this program or has been running this program um, called EA Originals. It's where they release their uh, things that they're publishing, but they're not really involved. Like It's the indie studios that they don't really own, but they just have uh, a hand in funding. Right. So that would be referring to games like uh, A Way Out and V, I think it's called, and Unravel. Like they've, there's three of them out currently, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'm thinking there's going to be at least two more that they unveil at E3. Interesting. Okay. Cool. And that's that's it for uh, EA. If you guys want to, if you, anybody listening wants to look into the rest of the predictions, uh, we will make the link available to the full bracket uh, for all the conferences available in both the discord and the descriptions of wherever you get your podcast um so zach you were first going into xbox your first prediction uh halo 6 announced i think this is i personally think this is a risky one um i think it's the prime time to tease the announcement even if it's not out this year they seem like looking back at uh halo releases in the past there's a, a year or a time gap of approximately three years in between every release um i'm thinking that they are going to choose this year to slam that down into the bracket i think it's a fair time for it to come out uh, they've probably got i don't know how much more time they have in this console generation but i'm sure they've got a second halo uh for this console generation and i think it's a good thing to showcase the x4 bring bring a reason for people to buy an xbox like it it's the pinnacle of split screen and they don't really have that experience uh i don't think anyone honestly has a like remarkable split screen house co-op experience uh with them besides cuphead (laughs) cuphead well it's single screen people though yeah that's that's two people like where's the the... multiplayer couch co-op or multiplayer couch uh pvp yeah, I feel like there's an open window for that. I miss at, those uh, days. I, I feel like I never really had those days, to be honest. Like, <laughs> well, that was my childhood. They, they were they were rotating out almost as uh, as soon as I came in. Uh, the most I ever got was I think Halo Reach. That kind of thing happened, and that before that, I just it didn't happen. Well, I remember when the first Halo came out. <laughs> so. Um, your your game have split screen couch co op on it. Did it? It did not. Um, but three four three said that they were going to. They noted that the community was very very mad, and that they would have rather them lower the graphics than uh, take away something the, that uh, they split screen valued. Like people that treasure. Yeah. I remember Angry Joe's review, he trashed the game because he had to go out and buy a second Xbox for them to follow through with their uh, the uh, tradition that he had with, I think, his friend, the other Joe, um, that he had to go out and buy another Xbox just so that he could experience the game in the same like co-op nature. Uh, I see. 
Uh, and your second prediction for Forza Horizon Four set in Japan. Uh, I feel like it's Microsoft's yearly tradition. They alternate Motorsport and Horizon, and I'm also trying to double down on the setting of the game. They will show up in Japan. I might adjust Japan that. A very strong guess there. Like, you think it's car risky? culture in Japan? Oh, it's, it's definitely but... risky, but uh, I, I feel like people have been vibing for that whole Tokyo Drift uh, Fast and the Furious thing for a while now. Oh, yeah. no. And I'd be, I'd be excited to see a Forza Horizon, like the open world experience set in Japan. Interesting. But, uh... Uh, and your third prediction, uh, Below gets a release date. It's a, uh, some people may have forgotten about it. It's I definitely the, uh, did. They, they announced like this little top down, I don't even know if that's the right word to call it. It's like almost like a, it's a, you know, to be honest, I don't even know what it is. I, I'm not even going to say that. Um, it's a little like indie thing that one of their studios was developing and uh, they unveiled that. I want to say two, three years ago, like it almost, it's, it's almost in the cuphead fate where it sort of, it fell into the shadows because they, they're just still working away on it. And I'm not really sure. I feel like this is the year they got to say something about it, or it's just might as well expect it to be canceled. Expect it to be canceled. I, I don't know where it, it, where it went. They announced it and uh we don't have a release date we have very little gameplay mm -hmm. like they gotta do something with it or it's just gonna be stuck in development hell and uh maybe it'll never show fair enough um i mean but cuphead did come out eventually cuphead <laughs> cuphead was in a different scenario though like where there was you know, I feel like that's pretty close to the same scenario, honestly. I feel like the story behind the game's development is not the same. Yes. But, I mean, Cuphead uh, took so long because everything was hand-drawn. Yeah, I feel like Below is... While it does have a portion of the game that is definitely different, I don't... Uh, I don't see where they're taking it, to be honest. Interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it does get a release date, because it's, if it's anything close to as interesting in nature as Cuphead, I'm definitely into it. Super hyped around Cuphead and its release earlier this year, uh, or earlier last year. When was Cuphead released? I just uh, remember raging Cuphead out. Cuphead was last year. Yeah. Um, but... Cuphead, the long-awaited Cuphead finally releasing. And, um, you know, I'd love to go back to it. I'd love to have more adventures with Cuphead and Mugman. Let's I see mean, what, to what? be fair, have you finished the original adventure? <laughs> Listen, okay? That's a different story. I'm not trying to, not trying to doxy boat, here. I'm just, uh... And you can get out of it. Listen, I, the game's hard, and I only play it on hard difficulty, and it's hard. Super difficult experience. I love it. 
but it's hard. Hey, I'm stuck in the second world. I just beat the clown. I can't seem to get anywhere close than anyone else, but I'm trying. Plus, now I f completely forget the patterns, so it's back to square yeah. one as soon as I go back to it. Um, my second announcement was that there will be no Forza announcement at all. See, I don't like that idea. <laughs> I, I've got a prediction that's kind of based around Forza existing at the conference. <laughs> I feel I like that just out of spite on Zach. I, okay, so when I made pre prediction, I saw that Zach said that Forza Horizon 4 was going to be set in Japan. And I honestly didn't really care much about Xbox predictions and because Xbox my philosophy on Xbox is that if everything is going to be available everything on the console is going to be available on PC there's no reason to have the console because you might as well just I mean if you already have a PC there's literally no reason to buy the console um, so I'm pretty unimpressed by everything with regards to Microsoft especially since there's not a lot of first party stuff and so it's like I'm just going to build off of somebody else's um so that's why i made that um and if i get it right it's gonna be hilarious uh, my third prediction is that sea of thieves is gonna be cross-platform announced on the switch um i i don't even know where to start with that curveball <laughs> like it's actually so unlikely i would literally I don't even know what I would do if that actually came true. Put it that way. Like, it's something that's so outlandish Well, in terms of... I mean, the main problem I see with that is that because Xbox has Play Anywhere, so you can play it on a tablet already. Mm -hmm. So then they'd be like, oh, what's really the point of putting it on the Switch when we can put it on other platforms that, like, would... Well, because uh, Rare and Nintendo used to have such a great symbiotic relationship, and so I think it would be a great addition to the Switch. I mean, I think it would be a great addition to the Switch, but for Nintendo, not Microsoft. Mm, fair. Anyway, I uh, think we should yeah. move on to Jarrett. Jarrett's Hit me up with your first prediction. On the topic of Sea Thieves, I had this before Nate had his. He stole my pick. <laughs> For all you people who think I was just stealing Nate's. <laughs> yeah, I said Sea of Thieves new content revealed at E3 con uh, conference. And I basically said that because Sea of Thieves has got no content. It's a bit of a flop, yeah. Yeah, it's like a dry fart floating in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so such a great description. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yes. Amazing. Um I'm gonna make I'm gonna I'm gonna make a trailer graphic for that. Um just like a Sea of Thieves graphic with uh the Jarrett quote. It's like a dry <laughs> fart floating in the wind. Jarrett, 2018. Let us talk podcast. Oh my 
god. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it needs more content. I completely agree. Uh, there's really not much to it. And hopefully, um, the Ubisoft Sea of Thieves, what, I can't remember what it's called. Um, you know the one I'm talking Assassin's about? Assassin's Creed Black Flag minus the Assassin. Yes, that one. The, the best part of Assassin's Creed Black Flag in a single game uh, learns from the downfall of Sea of Thieves and creates something that is truly amazing for gamers. Mm -hmm. um, that would be nice, and I would probably get that game. Yeah, right? I, I'd be super into that. Um, all right. Uh, prediction two. Jarrett, Ori and the Will of the Wisps release date. I like this one. I see a lot of potential here, especially since it was announced at last E3. Yeah, so I basically was like, hey, it's been a year, mm -hmm. and why wouldn't they be able to give us a release date for it? Because that's probably like, when did Ori in the Blind Forest come out? Uh, I don't know. I played Ori in the Blind Forest last year on my stream. Um, like, if it was... I like they announced it maybe like you could say a year after and that gives them two years I think they could crunch it out that fast mm, yeah but with the way that Ori and the Blind Forest like how polished that game was I feel like it's not a game uh, Will of the Wisps when and isn't a game that um, they would rush out you know what I mean yeah Blind Forest come out March 2015. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, the people I who love that game, the, the massive fan base, um, as well as myself, like, I have to get that so game because of how much fun I had playing um, The Blind Forest. So it's been three years. Mm. It's a possibility. And, I mean, that's assuming that they started on Will of the Wisps immediately after finishing and releasing um, Blind Forest. I I don't think they would have done that. It's not very unlikely. I I feel a release date is very likely. Mm. I mean, I'm I think maybe a release window, maybe not an exact date. Eh, I, I could know. see the release date, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, your third prediction, Jarrett. Xbox accessibility controller gone over in more detail. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I was going through, and I remember that they made this thing. And I'm like, hey, what would be a better place to show people Xbox's commitment to make gaming something for everybody than at E3? And I thought, hey, this would be something that is really good to show off and just kind of like bob competitors in the face saying, look at this. If you have a physical or mental, I don't know how. Like their adaptive, their adaptive controller, controller actually is. Mm -hmm. But like, it'd be like, hey, look at we're now. Well, there are a lot of, like, leaks and a lot of hints coming out recently with regards to the accessibility uh, or the, the adaptive controller, which looks really interesting, uh, especially 
in like mid-May. Like I'm seeing uh, one article from May 16th uh, about leaks as well as May 14th and May 17th. So I can totally see that happening. Uh, and I think it would get them a lot of really good positive press Yeah. if they were to uh, reveal it or even demo it or make it available on the show floor or all of the above. Not gonna lie, when I see that prediction on there, I'm like, Jared, you realize they released, or they like, they put that out or information out at like the end of last month. I'm like, that just seems like free points to me. Why would they not discuss that? But that's hey, just no one else took it. It's the second last prediction in this space. Yeah, that's fair. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's he's if got a point. If you guys are gonna hand me free points like that, I will take them. <laughs> Nice. Uh, and just to quickly go over some of my favorite, like, hilarious predictions from the Xbox conference bracket. Uh, Brendan, once again, 4K will be said 10 or more times by an Xbox speaker, dude. Uh, that's very likely. They pushed the whole 4K thing so hard last year. And gamers continue to push them back for 60 frames per second. And Xbox keeps coming back to them with what what do you mean 4k um 4k like that's 4K. not even that's not even an X xbox thing like sony does that well too. i mean like, like console it's, it's, it's yeah. easier okay but understandably it's easier to market 4k to someone who doesn't know what's going on than 60 frames 60 frames right. means nothing to right, most but 60 people frames affects gameplay more than 4k does yes but people correct don't but know it's just easier to does they're they're going to the general market and assuming that people don't know what frame rate is and just saying hey it's safe bet that if we market 4k people understand that that's looks it looks good on your tv and that's about as far as people go with that fair or enough that, that's how far they believe the average person goes with that anyway. fair enough uh and apparently uh so the runner-up prediction that i found was really funny was the new double may cry announced um just because this pissed spencer off and he put in parentheses underneath john's announcement you make me angry john <laughs> and i thought that was adorable um uh, moving on to bethesda um I believe of the three of us, Zach, you're going to be first. Bethesda's conference is going to be Ju Sunday, June 10th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, hit me up with your first prediction. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that Bethesda, this will be the year. <laughs> Alongside Fallout 76, they are going to give us a remaster of everyone's favorite, Fallout 3. I, I feel like this is a safe pick because... Everyone loves Fallout 3. Is uh, Fallout 3 everybody's favorite, though? Everyone seems to like it, and it seems to be a frequent thing on Reddit where people complain about, where's my remaster for this game? Why, right. why are you giving me Skyrim for the fifth time? Please give me just Fallout 3, please. But, Fair uh, enough. You know, I, I could see it. This would be the year to do it, mm -hmm. um, especially with all the attention in the Fallout section. In the Fallout 76, things. especially with how disappointing or underwhelming Bethesda's conference was last year. 
Yeah. Or rather um, anticlimactic. I wouldn't say it was disappointing. I'd say it was just rather underwhelming. A little bit under. I mean, uh, it was just like a two-hour video. Like I, I could have watched that anytime. I yeah. didn't need to stay up, stay up uh, a little later for that. Like. Fair. Uh, okay. It seems I have lost connection to my Discord. How much is that doggy in the window? Alright, I'm just going to restart Discord real quick. Does that seem to work last time? Sorry about that, guys. I ran into some technical difficulties briefly. Uh, I hope and we all I'm did. back. <clears throat> we all did, Nate. Oh, your cool. uh, your you Discord server like... got shut down due to yeah. a Discord outage, so it just shut off. Yeah, I restarted my Discord, and it seemed to have fixed it momentarily. But at the same time, it's not showing anybody in the Discord server. Oh, oh never mind. Um, never mind. Yeah, all there. That's back. It was just a little outage yeah. for some reason. It happens. Um, but as you were saying, Zach... Um, with regards to the Fallout 3 remaster, um, I I personally think that they they might go the realm of New Vegas. I think <laughs> it, I think they are going to remaster I, New Vegas. That's my third prediction, since we're on the topic of it. Um, I I would love to see either of those because I I treasure New Vegas and I Fallout 3 was just better than Fallout 4 in my opinion. Um, Fallout 4 was definitely a disappointment in terms of an RPG this seems standpoint. To be this consensus, yeah. It, it, it's just it didn't do things right. I didn't feel like I I could be what I wanted. I felt like I was the father of this kid. That you didn't and the whole want. Basis of this game is just you need to go find your kid. Um, and most of us just ended up ignoring the kid and doing everything in their power not to save the kid. Yeah. To be honest, like. With New Vegas, you, you look at that as a perfect example of uh, the story was literally who shot me in the head? Um, <laughs> like, why did this happen? And the direction that you could just take off of the starting in the game, whether you like you could just go right to the rebels, um, not the rebels, the like the outlaw gang, and you could help them destroy the town that uh, you started in and you could kill all of like the you could kill the people that helped you recover and give you the tutorial right it just it's open like that it lets you do that yeah and then you go on to play against the fighting against the ncr the entire time and then if you look at the other side of the story you could do the opposite of that and you could help the townsfolk destroy the gang but you couldn't really get that in Fallout 4 or something similar to that nature because right. in Fallout 4 you were you were a father. You you have a son to look after. You can't do that. That's Yuck. so inhumane. Yeah, fair enough. Like, uh, that just kind of 
lacked the playing. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I'm hoping for a new Vegas remaster, personally. Um, I never got to play Fallout 3, so uh, if that does come out as a remaster, I'm hoping they eventually do New Vegas, so I can go over that after going through 3. Um, but uh, for those of you listening, let us know which of the two Fallouts is your favorite. Uh, Fallout 3 or New Vegas, or are you in the very small camp of people who prefer Fallout 4? Let us know. Um, let's move on to your second prediction. Rage 2 to feature in-depth bounty system. I feel like the open-world <laughs> RPG shooter is like the perfect place for them to execute some sort of... You go hunting down for certain people, or you go down hunting for certain materials, and there's bounties on people's heads as they roam the wasteland. And I feel like the vehicle system and everything they've built for that would be pretty cool to see some sort of bounty system in the in the game fair enough i think i think that'd be really cool uh and for prediction three fallout 76 is an online multiplayer rpg are you saying mmorpg or just an online multiplayer rpg i i don't know um i feel like that prediction i was just like yeah it's gonna have an online like it's gonna be an online focused thing where you play co-op with friends and maybe it's an MMO, like maybe it's like an Elder Scrolls Online sort of thing. Maybe it's something new we've seen from Bethesda. Um, and I feel like that prediction, like it's it's vague enough, but it's specific enough. Like it doesn't, I feel like for something like that, you don't have to be super specific. Like right. It just being online and multiplayer is a road not taken by Bethesda in the Fallout universe before, so kind of clear where that line is drawn as to what that actually means. Right. And uh, especially since apparently the release date that we're looking at is the 6th of July, which is 7-6. I don't... Are we... Uh, that's what, one of the speculated, semi-leaked release dates. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. 7, 6. It's kind of a bold move to release it a month after they unveiled it. but <laughs> Right? But it would bold. be a pretty bold and aggressive move. Um, and like John won't like that because he thinks that 76 is going to come out this fall. Yeah. Um, not be a fan of that. No, definitely not. Um, my first prediction, uh, we already went over my third prediction in New Vegas being remastered. I think we're going to get a Prey DLC. I'm really hoping for that because I love Prey. I still haven't finished it, but I really want to finish it. Uh, I, I really, really enjoy that game. I think it was brilliantly well done uh, and wildly underappreciated. Um that game deserves more content and I'm really hoping to see more because I want to stream it and I want to shit myself in fear again. Um, Lovely experience. Right? Hmm, that's just the best. Uh, Evil Within DLC and expansion is my second prediction. Uh, what do you think about that, Zach? I feel like it's fair that they could do it. I personally, I don't know if I see that happening. I feel like 
with the nature of Evil Within, they're moving on to either a sequel or they're just moving on to a new project entirely. To be honest. Interesting. Alright. I don't know. Maybe. Alright. Um, and Jarrett, tell me about Skyrim Mobile being announced. I love this. <laughs> I love this prediction. Uh, it's the only system that we don't have Skyrim on yet. <laughs> so logic. I don't have it on my smart frigidaire fridge. I would like it to run <laughs> on my fridge, please, Bethesda. Are you listening? I want to run it I on my smart mo fridge. Mobile. Because the you know the fridge running joke yeah is the refrigerator running skyrim yeah you better go catch it it's not on my Bethesda, smart barbecue hasn't got on it yet so you want mobile and smart fridge connectivity well, my kinda, like is included with mobile yeah you know? fair enough uh quick champions release date tell us about that yep. Uh, uh, Quake, <laughs> no idea when it was announced. Two years ago. Yeah, so two years is when it was announced, so. Yeah, after two years, I'd hope you'd be able to give a release date unless it's like. Dead in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Canceled. That'd be unfortunate. Cuphead. <laughs> no. Cancelled, yeah. We're talking scale bound. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> My um, final. And the final one, also hilarious. Fallout seventy six has a battle royale game mode. Yeah, why not? I mean, everybody else is jumping on the oh battle royale God. bandwagon. Why the hell Stop not? Stop it. Yeah, exactly. Fluffy B killed his studio doing that. <laughs> um, Along with, you know, Lawbreakers not functioning as an actual product. But... <laughs> dead um, on arrival. Yeah. One of my favorite... Uh, again, again, favorite funny prediction. Um, I'm going to give Jarrett a uh, tie for first place in terms of funny predictions. Um, with the Fallout 76 Battle Royale mode with Brendan who says that Bethesda will troll the audience to some matter during the presentation things basically presentation things basically crowd gets hype and then they get shut down hard I'm hoping that happens because I think it would be hilarious to see that would be pretty thinking about that hard. in like a scenario wow. I've seen before like what if it's like, like the uh, international and Dota unveiling their card game where it's just sort of like everyone gets happy when they see all this stuff happening on the yeah. screen and then the artifact logo comes up and they're like what <laughs> excuse me yeah that's like uh, that was like the, my the fake... Dota card game and everybody's just like you just sort of hear like the the audience quiet down. Yeah, and everybody's and like, there's oh, just no, no reaction to it. They don't even know how to think about that. Yes, but anyway, uh, that's kind of like my cyber cyberpunk twenty seventy seven being canceled, uh, fake prediction, <laughs> which in which like I like to fantasize that they put together an entire trailer for 
Cyberpunk 2077, like five to seven minutes long. Everybody is super hyped. People's energy is the highest possible. And then just like a big red stamp saying canceled goes across the screen and everybody just loses their shit. They're just like, <laughs> and then a guy comes out from CD Projekt Red onto the stage and says, yeah, that's pretty much we, what we've accomplished since the beginning of this project. Uh, that trailer is literally all we have, and we're just going to cut our losses and go home. And just the backlash <laughs> from that would be so amazing. That would be the biggest troll. Amazing. Um, moving on to Square Enix. Uh, 1 o'clock Monday, June 11th, Eastern Standard Time. Also is pre-recorded, side note. Square Enix is going to be pre-recorded? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I wanted to see some, like, hardcore, like, wicked, weird stuff. I wanted shit to get weird. Um, Jarrett, you had first pick in this conference. Yeah. Hit me. First prediction was Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer and playable demo. Because that just not already be confirmed. Good game for a playable demo at E3. Wasn't there already a playable demo for Kingdom Hearts 3 though? That they already announced that that it was going to be there. It was definitely before the lockout. So I have no idea. Was there okay, I'll let you have the trailer I... thing, but the demo the demo does not exist outside of E3. I'm like if you're talking like if they <laughs> oh you mean at three there will be a playable demo. Like on the floor, on the like, show floor. Demo. Like they just make one. Yeah. Oh, like so outside of E3. Or inside, outside, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, inside, it's already confirmed. So. Well, there you go. When was that confirmed? One point for uh, Jarrett. No, it was before the lockout. It was before the lockout. See, when I said doesn't that already exist, I forgot that. No, no, because um. We used to make this joke back when it was error for uh, when defensive lettuce was error for the 404 of the show that the uh, Final Fantasy 15 demo was actually the Kingdom Hearts 3 demo. Oh my God. And we named our stream Kingdom Hearts 3 playthrough and we got so much traffic and so many views on YouTube and all of this stuff and people were just like so pissed. <laughs> I can't remember seeing that honestly. It was amazing. So good. So many people clicked on it thinking that it was Kingdom Hearts 3. Major baited. It's major baited. Uh, prediction. Oh, wait. How are we going to handle this? Zach, what do you think? I don't. I don't. I think it's fine. If they give a trailer, uh, demo doesn't matter. Demo doesn't matter at all because I mean already... it's not highlighted, so it's not a. They double already down. made a comment on it existing, so. I mean, it's not I... it's not bolded, so it's not a double down. Okay. Yeah. So it's one prediction. Do we have to yeah. bold it for being a double down? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, even then, though, Jerry, you wouldn't get the point for that because that already is confirmed to exist. Oof. Well, I mean, but you yourself they, said that we can remove and I mean, add yeah, our double you're allowed downs. To you're allowed to remove the double down. Or if you want to make it a double down and say that they're going to release a demo outside of the show floor, 
be my guest. Ooh. Hey, you never know. You want to do that? We'll decide at a later date. <laughs> when I All talk right. to my uh, insiders. Your contacts at Square Enix in Japan? Yep. The, uh, insider to trading to snag that $25 win. <laughs> uh, prediction number two. The world ends with you. Final remix release date. Where did you come up with this? Uh, the internet. Thank yeah. the Lord YouTube exists. Yeah, you've been watching some insider news YouTube channels. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's where all these predictions come from. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I did my research as well. Uh, I looked up different articles online through, like, The Know and through... IGN, GameSpot, whatever yeah. came up at the top of the feed. Oh, I went, like two or three pages in to google search results i wasn't that nobody goes to the second page i always feel bad for the second page of google search it's results i didn't pay enough money all fun and games until you hide a body there <laughs> right uh and yeah. prediction number three for Jarrett: dragon quest dragon builders quest 2 builders release window also just from your research yep <laughs> Yeah. Square Enix. I had no it's not idea. something that you're hyped for. It's not something that. Nope. You just. <laughs> I could care less about Square Enix. You couldn't care less. I love I Square Enix. They're one of my favorite um, publishers. I'm a huge JSX fan. I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. Um, like, the Hitman series is good. I enjoyed the first Life is Strange. Uh, I never played the Kingdom Hearts games. Which, I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry, world. But I didn't. Whatever. And I also really enjoy Just Cause. Um, Zach, speaking of Just Cause, prediction number one, Just Cause 4 announced. Come on, man. They gotta do it. Square Enix, you're riding on a uh, quality franchise here. Um... Yeah, but how are they going to change it up from Just Cause 3 to keep the franchise fresh? I mean, I played Just Cause 3. I really like the content that they, or the contest that they had associated with it uh, in that, like, when the first when the game first came out. Are you familiar? Uh, yeah. You could, like, whoever got the highest in-game chaos score could either oh, win. I think it was, like, $30,000. Like no, you either won... I believe it was either $30,000 or $50,000 or an island of the equivalent value. <clears throat> yeah. Which is ridiculous. Nobody would choose the island. It would be yeah. completely uninhabitable. For that amount of money, come on, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but just to own that island? And dump sand into the ocean and expand it. I mean, I... I I think it would be cool to own an island, um, especially if that island has a volcano on it, because then that, that island has Hawaii. nothing but expansion potential, right? Yeah. Well, that would be pretty cool. Anyway, moving on past the... Um, but yeah, I'm hoping Just Cause 4 is announced. I think it would be a really great decision, um, but I'm really skeptical about what they would be bringing to the table this time around to keep the franchise fresh. Because, like, while it is a fun game, uh, it's difficult to keep 
such a chaotic game fresh. Yeah. Um, prediction number two, World of Final Fantasy 2 announced. That one's entirely reliant on the internet and just knowing what they announced before. Like, I, I don't play Final Fantasy games. Um, Fair enough. So... I'm a big one. Final Fantasy XIV fan. Uh, Seven is obviously one of my favorites um, because I grew up with it. That was a bit out of my like growing up with time. So like. Yeah, and I also grew up with all of the first like one, two, three. Like, I even loved Chocobo Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be great. Um, so yeah, possibly. I mean, World of Final Fantasy to announce. Definite possibility. Have yeah. some doubts. Uh, prediction number three. Square Enix announces another mobile game for one of their series. So vague. Absolutely. Just the vaguest. Just like one of the many properties that they have. They're going to release a mobile game. Listen, they have the <laughs> they have the Go games, like the Deus Ex Go puzzle game, and they've got Laura Croft Go the puzzle game, and they've right. got Hitman Go the puzzle game. Like, they gotta do something more. Like, what if we have Final Fantasy Go, and it's literally just a Final Fantasy puzzle game? Oh my god! I mean, like, all I'm saying is, like, it's. So vague. It's easily of all the predictions in all of the brackets, it is the absolute vaguest uh-huh. uh, prediction of all of them. I think it's so funny because it's not against any of the rules. I think it's just an absolutely hilarious, uh, like, like without a doubt, that prediction wins the hilarious prediction of Square Enix for me. <clears throat> Okay, okay. I, I just think it's funny. It's What about Kingdom Hearts 3 having a Battle Royale mode? I mean <laughs> Brendan that's Brendan's a close that's a very close that's a close second. But um just in terms of just how you've covered all the bases, like that that's almost an automatic point. <laughs> um but is that during the conference, or is that on the show floor? During the conference. Okay. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I think it's great. Enjoy your point. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, and this just in, Jarrett amended his first prediction, Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, and added his double down playable demo outside of E3. So not on the show floor. Not, like... So available for download at home for everybody to enjoy. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um so my first prediction was a prelude rune trailer. Um this was just generally research. I completely forgot that prelude rune was happening. Um I think it now is the best time for them to roll that out um i also for my second prediction octopus i think the octopath eh, fuck octopath traveler 
will release on other platforms. Um, it has been a Switch exclusive up to this point, and I think they're going to start releasing it uh, on other platforms. I can't see Octopath Traveler being completely Nintendo exclusive. Uh, and I'm actually also hoping that it's not just a Nintendo exclusive because I really want to play it and I don't have a Switch. But my new roommate does, so we'll see. Um, and then my third prediction, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 release date. This, part 1. Yes, because it's already been confirmed that uh, Final Fantasy VII, the remake, is going to be in separate parts. Oh my god. Uh, it's going to be in separate install installments. Uh, everybody's really excited for this remake. It's just because it's such a large undertaking for them to remake this game from the ground up they're going to re be releasing it in installments. So I, my prediction is that there is going to be a release date for the part one. I think that is probably, of the Square Enix, is going to be my riskiest. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we've already gone over my my favorite funny picks. Uh, Zach yeah. wins this. And, and runner-up... No. Runner-up is Kingdom Hearts 3 has a battle royale mode. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, how would they? How would that even happen? Uh, just, it would just what? be. It would be basically the ultimate showdown with all Disney characters. All right. Anyway, moving uh, on to Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Zach, take us away with your first prediction. You had first run on one of my favorite publishers, so hit me with your best shot. New Just Dance game. But uh, they're going to do it again. I'm going to double down on the fact that it, they're going to release on the original Wii again. No, no. You you mean the Wii U? No, I mean the original Wii. What? The last release of Just Dance released on the original Wii. I'm betting they're going to do it again. OG Wii. OG Wii. Look it up. Just Dance 2018 had a release for the Wii. Interesting. I and and I noticed that you not. changed and I noticed you changed your prediction from its original prediction a little bit. It was originally um they're gonna have a really cringy dance number that's gonna go on for way too long. Yeah, and people did not like that. Some people in the bracket were not a fan that really I loved that one. Spencer was whining that that wasn't long enough. That what? it should be longer. That five to minutes was two like, points. yeah, five, five minutes is too short. And I'm like, what are the odds they do a dance number that lasts longer than five minutes? I, I think it's pretty far fetched. Yeah. Like, I'm not throwing a point away. But uh, anyway. But I don't know if if it. I'm gonna time that dance number anyway because we all know what's gonna happen. Um, I'd be, and I'd be if pretty it goes, mad if, if it, it goes longer five than five minutes, minutes. And I changed it. Oh my god! And then I don't get the point because it doesn't come out for the week. <laughs> oh man. Um, and your second prediction: Ubisoft does more experimentation with VR. Is I that a reference to the uh, Elijah Wood kind of dealio? Uh, no, that would be a reference to the 
Star Trek experience thing that they made, a bridge crew, and right, also that... the flying game that they did. And they I... Ubisoft does have like a pretty good, um, like kind of experimental realm to it. Um, like Child of Light was a really good example of that, uh, and that won ton tons of awards. So I I can see that happening. I think it's a good prediction. Um, yeah. Prince of Persia game announced. Your third prediction. I felt like that was something that people were were missing. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I'll be the one that goes and sauces the uh, Prince of Persia on there because I don't know, man. Maybe it could happen. Because Jake Gyllenhaal didn't kill the franchise. Uh, I don't know about movie. that, but he was he played Prince of Persia in the movie. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he killed the franchise, but uh, I mean, I feel like they're not going to release another Prince of Persia game until people forget that that movie exists. I mean, I'll be honest, I forgot, but that's probably because I was not aware of uh, what's going on at the time. Mm. Um. I made that prediction based off speculation about uh, what one of the directors for the original Prince of Persia said yep. a couple months ago. I'm like, yep, you know what? This will be the Right, end. I remember that. Damn. Oh, crap. Yeah, I actually think that might be a good prediction now. Um, my first prediction is that Beyond Good and Evil gets a release window at E3. Oh. This is my... This is a very bold one. Uh, it's very wishful thinking. I want this to happen i i just think i really want to play this game i'm super excited for it it's probably the most excited i've been since uh horizon zero dawn came out and i playing horizon zero dawn and just being super hyped about it um but beyond good and evil this game holy crap i want it so bad release window give us a release window ubisoft give us a release window um Prediction number two, Ghost Recon Wildlands expansion or like a revitalization as Ubisoft is so well known for. Um, I believe Ghost, Re Ghost Recon Wildlands last year was one of their top selling games. It is in a lot of people's homes. It is on a lot of people's accounts. So it would make sense for them to want to keep that game alive and revitalize it. And uh, the, the way that they've done so with the division... Um, in getting back a lot of the fan base in the current division going into the division two and uh the way that they have done so well with rainbow six siege um that's that's basically my reasoning for that um my third prediction far cry 5 expansion content um i haven't played far cry 5 yet i still really want to play it but a lot of people had a lot of very big complaints, namely that they didn't go edgy enough, that they didn't go ruthless enough, and that there was a lot of things in terms of gameplay and just general story and uh, dialogue lines that left a lot to be desired. So I'm hoping that Far Cry 5, they have some kind of announcement regarding expansion content for that game. Jarrett, first prediction. First prediction... Division 2 gameplay trailer with a release window. Double down on the release window. 
you went with release window over release date. Why is that? Um, it wasn't. How long ago was it announced? Like the Division Two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Division Two was March break, the first day. Um, no, it was a day before March break. Yeah, so like a couple so, months ago is when it was like. So in February. No. Well, I mean, because March break isn't really in March in Canada for Canadian yes, schools. It yes, it, it is. is. Is it? Yeah. Maybe not for colleges, but high school is uh, like the like first the second week or third week of March. It was. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, you're right. I'm okay. Um, but there's the March break thing. Sorry, there's the March break thing, um, and then but that's primarily a Canadian thing, and then there's spring break in the states. So, yeah, no, we're thinking March break. It was March, I think, fifth or something like that. They unveiled it. Gotcha. Okay. So I'd be I'd be surprised to see it not like have a release window outside of this year. I would be pretty blown away that they would leave Destiny 2's Forsaken DLC uncontested that way. Because they already know Anthem is next year. Right. So I don't know if they want to position it too close to that. Because mm -hmm. while it is an established franchise, Anthem does look pretty cool. The only thing scaring me about Anthem is the fact that EA's name is attached to it. Fair enough. Very fair. Um, anyway. And I completely agree with that. Um yeah, every EA is such a bad word right now. Um, prediction number two for Honor DLC. Yeah, I feel it's pretty solid. I feel especially like, considering yeah. what they've been doing with their other games. Yeah, like pretty much Rainbow the same Six as what I was saying about Ghost Recon Wildlands and like mm. why. It's just Ubisoft going for their games or a service. Yeah, games as a service. They're really, really shining through with that, and I think they're doing a great job. Um, and and final prediction. And your Ubisoft final prediction? New rework of Lord Tachanka. I love this prediction. I'm hoping <laughs> to see that rework. Did you see the like weird face reveal of Thatcher? His elite skin? Mm. Like the one where he drops in from a helicopter? I just saw an image. I didn't see like a video they released uh his elite skin and in it he has like no mask and it's the face reveal and he like comes repels off a rope from a helicopter and lands in yeah i was a little bit disappointed in his appearance um i think he looked a lot younger than i expected him to i'm pretty sure it says the skin takes place in the past oh okay like it's one of right, the operations right. he took and that's why he looks so young Gotcha. He's supposed to be like, I think, like twenty in that skin I saw post on Reddit. But how is he gonna like? But if it, I, I guess, fucking laser sights. Um, so I, th there's not really a lot of like really funny, funny, funny ones, uh, for Ubisoft, except for maybe like For Honor on the Switch, or. Um, ooh, 
Does Brendan's new Assassin's Creed game announced count toward uh count? Shoot. I feel like he had that before they uh dropped it. Um because I feel like he did too. Yeah. Me too. When did when did they do that? They did that like Hold on, earlier let me, this let me week? uh do my quick sleuthing uh <laughs> quick sleuthing. They did that six days ago. Wait, and... Spencer stole my Watch Dogs 3 announcement. What? Did he? Yeah, it's his second prediction. Oh, I'll have to snipe him down for that. Oh, wait. No, yeah. You know what? I did say something about that to him. He's like, whatever. I don't really... I'll take the one point and he can take the three. I'm like, hmm. Mm, all know. right, fair enough. If it actually ends up happening, I think it'd be funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I want to see Lord Tachanka, uh reworked for the future. I don't know about a new Rayman game for Spencer or a new Steep game. I mean, new Steep game is probably more far-fetched than Watch Dogs 3, to be honest. I think. But... Yeah. Um, moving on to PlayStation, uh, nine o'clock Monday, June 11th. Um, Zach, you were first. Uh, Kojima throws another trailer for Death Stranding, announcing with it a release window of 2019. Is this a double down? Which? Your first prediction for PlayStation. Uh, yeah. I think so. Let me just look at that. Um,. Yeah, because I was specific about the release window. I just forgot to bold it. Yeah, cool. Um, and okay. I feel like it's definitely risky <clears throat> betting that much on Kojima. Something big like that, like Kojima. Kojima doing something predictable. <laughs> yeah. I I, it's difficult. Also, I feel like he has access to anything and everything everybody says, and will go out of his way to just make sure that he does something that nobody can predict. Yeah. Uh, side note, uh, I'm going to allow Brendan's point. Uh, he, he will get that point. Mm -hmm. Nice. Because it was done like days before Ubisoft officially said something. So I'm going to. Amazing. Well, congratulations, Brendan. For E3. Going into E3 it's with a point. That was out um it was like a, six days ago, so last yeah. Thursday. So I would have had I that. I walked in I walked into work and said something about it being announced and John definitely told me too. Like I was at work. I, anyway, moving past that. Um Well if it was six days ago, I definitely had that predicting long ago than six days for what for what for kingdom hearts 3 oh no we're talking we're the talking assassin's, the assassin's creed. creed i don't know i don't know when they said something about playable demo i'll find mm -hmm. that out but i don't think you also have to like they have to put out a new trailer that isn't that wasn't out before um e3 we'll see hey, you never know gotta review it um Ghost of Tsushima release window 2019. Did I say 2019 on that? Yeah, you did. Good God. What was I thinking? <laughs> How much did I like? 
Did I actually double down again? No, that wasn't uh, a double down. Oh, right. Because it's already announced. That's a straight so up. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's um, unchangeable. I was like, <laughs> what did I do? How many mistakes am I going to make while you're going over this? And I didn't even realize <laughs> I had done that. Um, yeah, no, I could see Sony likes their release windows. And I feel like they're going to hug that. Yeah. Get... I mean, Sony doesn't often do strict release dates uh as much as microsoft does they i don't like, think they, they had love, a single release date last year they love doing their uh their thing there um and uh your third prediction spider-man shows off suits acquisition system I feel like they like they want to push that whole suit like you get all these different suits and they have different powers and I feel like they could they'll show off something that shows how you get the new suits and stuff. Right. So like you get the blue Spider-Man suit, you can breathe other, underwater, you get the red one, you can go into the lava level. I think the uh, examples we have so far are out of the Spider-Verse, you get the punk suit and you can do like a guitar attack where you strum and that makes like a makes a sound that damages enemies or something like that oh my god that's so stupid um right right kind of outlandish though um my first prediction for playstation was last of us to release date um i want a full release date i want to i should have put a window but i put a date so gotta fucking stick with it unfortunate yep um i just wasn't thinking I just I want Last of Us too, because I as soon as that happens, I want to be able to do a live stream of Last of Us one, play through that, leading into Last of Us Part two, and then do a playthrough of that and some of the multiplayer. Because Last of Us is like I remember how much fun last the first Last of Us multiplayer uh, online PvP was so good. Um, my second prediction. A little bit outlandish. Uh, Kojima doesn't show up in person. He does like some kind of like teleconference or like he's not actually at the conference in person. Uh, he he just does like a video, a pre-prepared video or a live stream into the conference. Risky. Um, and then my third prediction is kind of an emotional prediction. Uh, I just I think that the Sony's gonna announce a handheld peripheral um and then bring back the vita you dicks and then john added push f to pay respects push f to pay respects yeah um pushed f yeah and then he pushed f um but nobody else pushed f so no respect there i um jared the uh kingdom hearts thing that is going to be you have to keep the current double down because the mm. the demo was informed. We were informed like mere days before the prediction started. Ooh. Oof! I don't know how I didn't find that then. Ooh. I I don't see any like videos about it. I see people saying, um, I like because I looked up like I just like not on YouTube and like Kingdom Hearts three playable demo. Yeah, no, they slash like announcement because I'm like, they they said that it was going to be there, so God. unfortunately, you'll have to 
either just take that part out and get the free point for them putting a trailer there. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, and anyway, yeah. I'm going to stop whining about that. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I, it's super, super far-fetched, um, but I'm hoping that they introduce a new handheld peripheral uh, similar to something like the Vita that and and that's one of the reasons why they're stopping support uh or or ps plus support for like game releases on ps plus starting i believe next year hmm. um but i really hope that they bring back some kind of peripheral with remote play because remote play works really well uh via the ps4 and the vita um, and I think that it would be a huge loss for them not to use utilize that technology. Uh, Jerry, your first prediction: Days Gone release date. I think this is, I mean, a given. You're almost definitely getting a point for that. Yeah, yeah. It's been how long, and it's been delayed. We've yeah. seen the first hour of the game, and we don't have game. For, we don't have a release date, so <laughs> right. It's almost. Mm. But release date or release window, that's the we thing. Don't even have, we don't even have a date. We already have a window. What are they um, going to do? Give us another window? A more narrow window. We've already seen the first hour of gameplay. Like, first full hour. Uh, Dreams beta release date, prediction number two. It's got potential. Dreams beta with release date. You got a bold with release date. Um... So he's doubling Is that down. Double down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then prediction number three, we see Red Dead Two at some point. Risky move, dude. I've... Not yeah, as it is pretty risky, but it is risky, hey, it... but not nearly as risky as say Spencer's first prediction, Persona Six. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it put it that way. When compared to something like that. <laughs> without a doubt there's no way persona 5 came out last year it took them seven years to make that game what are the odds we would get a new persona game a year later (laughs) right it's very unlikely extremely Mm -hmm. unlikely um bloodborne 2 though i think could like i think he could potentially get a point for that why is he putting in brackets or just a new game I don't. Like, does he mean like a persona? Like it may not be Persona Six, but like within the Persona, like like from Atlas. New Persona game. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe not Six, but maybe just like a new yeah. game from Atlas. Um, IP. I think my favorite funny one is Brendan's Someone first prediction. Dab Someone will dab stage. on stage. <laughs> that's. I think that's. I what would amazing. you say? Like, I'd be blown away if that was actually true. The whole world will collectively come down like upside down and is dangling on stage in his dabs. Um, I feel like one of the trailers will have a dab, but it will not have it on stage. Uh, keep things rolling here, boys. Moving on. Uh, okay, Nintendo. Zach, again, you were the first of the three of us. I'm first in all of these. Oh my god! Because uh, there's one order. So I'm betting they... on my Mario, guys. Um, Mario, new party, new Mario party. Come on, Nintendo. See, there's... I would have added to this. Um, 
the uh, that the characters are not all in the same fucking vehicle going around the track together. I'd be blown away if they decide to change that. I hate it. So everybody much. hates it. It's almost yeah, universally hated Nintendo- it. They've done it in two different games. People have sp- actually that's true. Nintendo doesn't listen to their audience at all. Like if we were, they listen to. I don't. I don't even know. This is. I don't know who they like. They didn't even announce about like the whole fucking voice chat thing. Um, new Mario anyway, Strikers announced. Come on, give me more sport games. Ten I, Mario Tennis. The beta was so much fun. It's. I watched my uh, my roommate play it. It's so convoluted. It looks so what? odd. Just like the finesse shot or the fancy shot or whatever it's called. Okay, I feel like there needs to be some balancing changes. Yeah, and like, but... and like the the like zoom in first person shot thing is a Those little are absurd. A little, a little strong. Um, um, and then like the the racket health thing, like that just seems strange. Um. Strikers, I'm hoping that there's new Super Mario Strikers because I really like that game. Um, but I'm not... Like, I listened to how Spencer was just losing his mind over people dominating him by leg switching and how frustrated <laughs> he was. the rotor again! <laughs> oh! It was actually quite amusing. It was. It was actually... Dude, yeah. I loved it. I love the fact that we coined that term kicking the router because, like, the connection was so bad. Like, like what is even going on? Nintendo, did you look at the person's ping before you paired me with them? Yeah, and I my swear, roommate was I'm getting I'm playing with too. someone from, like, Oce- the Oceanic area, and I'm sitting here, like, I don't think I had a connection with someone that was actually good. And my roommate like, is, like, proper London British, and, like, he was getting angry, and that's very... Un-British. I don't understand what was going on. Um, new Mario and Sonic game announced. Come on, that's a Nintendo. bit risky. What are you talking about? They do that? No, they. Like... Do, what you think that <laughs> they're just gonna like toss Sonic in this the way that they toss the rabbits in? Yes, that seems almost entirely in line with what Nintendo likes to do. Hmm. I feel like Sonic will be in Strikers, maybe, or in Mario Party, maybe. But but I wouldn't classify that as. A Mario but I wouldn't Sonic. count that as a Mario Sonic game. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, my first prediction: some sort of Labo cardboard performance occurs. Oh, Christ, that's three points. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> like, they're trying to lean into their newest little thing. Um, they're, I actually think that they're going to release kind of, like, schematics of the different cutouts so people can 3D print them for themselves. Um, that would be smart, I guess. Yeah, but how... How would they profit well, off of that? How would that stop you from just... I don't know. I guess you wouldn't have the game. The software, you wouldn't have the game, just, exactly. <laughs> you need the software to do that. And the software comes with the boxes. You mean um, their $90 cardboard? No, it's $10 cardboard and $80 game. Hmm. When you break it, okay. When you break it down like that, 
it seems a lot more reasonable in terms of price. Anyway. Um, um, and then somebody in the audience will cry at one of the announcements. Stop. Uh, <laughs> and it'll show on camera. <laughs> somebody in the audience is going to cry during the Nintendo conference, and I'm going to get a point for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Smash for the Switch will include the rabbits. Woo. Um, it's gonna be stupid. It's they're gonna do something stupid. Um, and oh my what god. What if the rabbits are like the icebreakers and there's two of them? There's gonna be like nine of them. <laughs> um, and they're all just gonna be the most annoying thing on the screen. They'll all just do that stupid <laughs> like thing just constantly. <laughs> uh, and it'll just be this band character in all of the Smash tournaments going forward. Jarrett, your first prediction. New game for Switch similar to Wii Sports, but with the Labo to go with it. So I feel like uh, I like looked at my key. They did it with plastic. You, you could buy plastic baseball bat and other things to go with. Yeah, Wii I could Sport. see it happening. Like, why wouldn't they just do it Labo? I could definitely see that happening. I mean... If you do the Labo stuff, like, just in terms of boxing and stuff like that, I'm just, like, I'm mostly worried about the overall wear and tear of the cardboard. Or what if you get really sweaty and, like, That's... cardboard doesn't... <laughs> I never thought about that. Like, cardboard That's... doesn't, like, just literally disintegrates as soon as it gets wet. You know, even with the current pack, like, the body pack with the arms and the strings and the feet just, uh, like what if you it. just get so sweaty and then the cardboard just disintegrates on your body it's a ingenious plan by nintendo to have you at the endlessly by labo because they know everyone's a bunch of sweaties when it comes you, to Wii sports you know it's thing. only gonna be a matter of time before um somebody either either nintendo does it themselves and releases the schematics for the cardboard cutouts or somebody is going to uh, create it to print and just release it for free. Uh, Mario Odyssey DLC slash expansion announced with release window. Jarrett just added with release window as a double down. Wow. Uh, I changed it from release date to window. Um, interesting. Do you think that they're going to add DLC to Odyssey? Yeah. Interesting. You never know. All I right. mean, think about it. That think about more it. content, which would get people to buy in. Right. And if it's paid DLC, if it's not too ridiculously expensive, I'm sure some people would drop it. Okay, so here's here's my question. Things overall, but the game. Here's my question for your third prediction. Fallout seventy six on the Switch. Yes. Zach, does this count if it's not announced during the Nintendo conference? I don't think it is. Yeah. It does count. Well, why would it not? So if it's announced by Bethesda, it's just a that it's on the Switch. Related prediction. Really? Okay. I I wow, think that's yeah. a lot more generous than I thought. 
Okay, if Zach says yes, then we'll go with yes. Awesome. Uh, Enjoy your point, Spencer. I mean, uh, Jarrett. I feel like that's fair. What like that's a very fair thing to say, honestly. Yeah, I see what he gets when he's coming with that. Where it's like, like how how bullshitted would you feel if something you said, just like, nah, it's actually that's not the case. You don't get the point for that because. I, I see where you're coming with where it's like, like it it depends on the scenario though that, like, like if you said to me that we see red dead 2 at some point but jared said that at the playstation one and it happened on nintendo i would say no because that's not something inherently because it's more specific to that's definitely it's like more that, specific a pick like that is definitely directed at the it being at that platform yeah like, it's like we see or another like scenario if so john's john's prediction of a new dmc right um what if that doesn't come out on xbox if that release is exclusive to playstation yeah then john doesn't get the point because that didn't happen at xbox okay also i feel but, like if so then Ninten if so nintendo then. had a heavy hitter like that they would they would premiere it regardless to be honest so if if by by that same logic, I think so. It, if like they say Fallout seventy six will be on the Switch at Bethesda's, yeah. Then well, you gotta, you gotta think though that Nintendo's closing the show, so I don't know. <laughs> but so then by that same logic, if Sea of Thieves release on the Switch Shut happens up. at Nintendo's conference, I still get the point. You would still get the point. Say, okay, yeah. deal. I'm into it. What are the odds that's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, hey, I'm saying hypothetically, I could see it happen. Hypothetically, I could see thieves. I could see thieves. Thieves. Something that could happen. That's definitely something that could happen. I think it's more likely to happen than like because aesthetically, aesthetically it fits. Aesthetically, it fits Nintendo's like. I feel general I'd be more inclined to buy aesthetic. it on the Switch than I would on my computer. Absolutely. I'm more likely to get the Ubisoft um, Black Flag uh, World of Warships than on PC than Sea of Thieves on PC. Yeah. Even though, like, I played the beta closed beta, open beta, whatever the hell. I feel if see if you've got more content, I might stray over that one more. Because I really like the aesthetic of Sea of Thieves. I think it's a fun aesthetic, but I... I th Just buy the Game Pass for $1. Plug mm. Microsoft some hard, like harder and just try it out because Game Pass is free for two weeks and then you can buy one month of it for a single dollar. Mm, no, I'd rather just get the ubisoft one actually wait wait no i want crackdown about? i might do it crackdown boys all right what? um uh but so yeah we, that is uh so for um but yeah so if anybody listening wants to submit their own predictions uh and play with us during the e3 conference this coming weekend um without the money so yeah without without actually yeah <laughs> without uh, the stakes join if you'd like to participate us, yeah if you want to participate join us 
live during each one of the conferences on the Defense of Lettuce uh, Twitch stream and join the Discord, submit your predictions through the Discord or via the chat and get in on it with us. It's gonna be so much fun. Uh, I'm really interested in making a bingo card. So if you guys have any suggestions for that as well, uh, toss that our way, make some suggestions. Um, I like Kojima sightings, people crying during conferences, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, just love it. Uh, thank you so much to Jarrett and Zach for being a part of the, the podcast. Thank you so much, Zach, for taking over for me this weekend. And if you have a business that you want to be, to sponsor us with, shoot me an email. Hotel, I got shoot me. me an email at defensivelettuce at gmail.com. Uh, love you guys lots. Later, baby cakes. Peace out. And as always, let your geek flag fly. <laughs>